This is The Difference, a podcast for nonprofit fundraising in a for-profit world, presented by Convergent Nonprofit Solutions, a leader in nonprofit fundraising. Convergence professionals can help your nonprofit secure sustainable funding now and for the future. Pleased today to have as our guest, John Hull, who is Executive Director of the Roanoke Regional Partnership. I have to refer first to a tweet storm that happened a couple of years ago. A New York Times columnist reporter, Emily, uh, wasn't quite sure that Roanoke would be a terrific place to live, work, and play. Sure, Jay. Um, yeah, it's, uh, well, to be honest with you, I, I don't remember some of the circumstances. I do remember the tweet, and I remember the uh, the responses from the community. Um, uh, as I recall, it was, uh, quite, as you indicate, questioning the uh, the livability or, or the attractiveness of the community um, and uh, something about a, a contest and maybe they would rather have spent some time in another community or something like that. The result, the response from our community uh, who tweeted uh, this this uh, journalist uh, in response uh, was a document. What, what, it was a perfect illustration, Jay, of the community pride um, that has been built um, by uh led by in in large part by the efforts of the Roanoke Regional Partnership with Roanoke Outside, um, which, you know, I would say 15 years ago, uh, maybe 20 years ago, a lot of the, the populace here thought of Roanoke as a, a southern extension of the Rust Belt, you know, going back to 2009-10, launched a very intentional campaign to build the awareness and the uh, build the profile of our region's outdoor brand, our livability brand, and we've done that through a number of marketing strategies, including brand building events, events in the community. Basically, we've turned our our residents into um, ambassadors for our uh, our region and its brand. It pays off in major ways. You know, we're uh, we're the professional sales team, um, but we have uh, we've been able to force multiply. You know, by building these community ambassadors who tell our story to those who visit. Uh, when they go out in the community and in, and and on social media, we believe very much in place branding efforts, um, which I, th- I think really pay off in major dividends in economic development, but also tourism development. Tell us a little bit about uh, one of the challenges is attracting and retaining talent. I was intrigued by this program that you started in 2017, Get to Know no. Is that still in effect? Uh, give us a, a background and progress on that front. Jay, thank you for that. Yeah, um, talent attraction uh, and retention is a significant challenge. I think that many communities face. I, I would say that uh, the pandemic has changed the equation a little bit. Um, I think mid-sized metros uh, like Roanoke are actually in, in some ways more strongly positioned than they were uh, there's a, an out migration from the larger metros right now, and it's, which represents a significant opportunity for, for places that have built an effective uh, place brand, particularly around livability and quality of community and quality of region and quality of place. And, and we have uh, we have seen that pay off. Our migration numbers are, are net positive. Uh, we, we continue to grow on a, on a basis of migration attracting more than uh, that move out. And so, uh, you know, our, our workforce story is is improving. Uh, and we certainly have a lot of opportunity, as frankly does most of the country, to attract more workers and residents. And so, you know, labor really is, uh, we recognize early on the, the currency of the uh, 
talent the current is the currency of the 21st century. We were fairly early to the game of, of the talent attraction strategy. I would say the Roanoke Outside initiative, the placemaking initiatives have factored into that, but it's it's more about it, but it's the, the uh, talent attraction also takes into consideration the opportunity, the career opportunities here. Strategy we launched fairly early on, Jay, because we recognized with the 25 colleges and universities that are within an hour of Roanoke, you know, we have a higher per capita enrollment and rate of graduation, higher number of, gra- of college graduates on a per capita basis than you would find in Austin, Texas, Boston, Massachusetts, or even in uh, most of California. We recognize the opportunity to attract those young students and, and retain them into the region, uh, but certainly we're, we're seeing lots of opportunity for remote workers, attracting the remote workers uh, who now can can work anywhere and take their job with them. Their job is portable and uh, lots of opportunity with, frankly, all varieties of talent attraction, including what we call boomerangs, those who have moved away and, and have the opportunity to come back. Or, or frankly, folks who just have the opportunity to uh, to find employment here in the Roanoke region. One of the things that amused me from your website was a reference to becoming a Zoom town, which would speak to your uh, comment about working remotely from home. And you're seeing that trend pretty pronounced now in Roanoke, it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, we've noticed in the migration numbers and and the home sales numbers, you know, quite an uptick. And frankly, we're we're, we're hearing about it anecdotally Um, and Lots of lots of our communities are very interested in the topic of uh, of additional housing development, which which we've seen. Uh, Moody's has, has shown that housing development, frankly, is double what it was pre-pandemic and is projected to continue at that rate. The remote worker opportunity is, is certainly part of that equation. You have a sense of how many students that are graduating from those twenty-five colleges and universities within a hundred miles or so of Roanoke. Have those retention efforts improved, do you think? Or or are we just faced with this, hey, I've got to leave and go to the big city or go somewhere else, try it out. And as you say, some of them boomerang back. What's your trend line look like with students who are graduating? Yeah, we think it's improved a slight degree, Jay. You know, we, we have found that we think the boomerang opportunity is a little a little richer because there there are some economic factors there with college uh, student loan debts and so forth. A lot of a lot of um, students do leave at least uh, initially, and then you know find their footing. Sometimes they'll start a family, and then enjoy the opportunity to to come back and and find a place to raise their family in a very uh, high quality place that offers a region that offers a high quality of place and a sense of identity. Um, safe schools, recreational opportunities, and a, a mix, frankly, of mountain and metro um, that is hard to find. We have uh, beautiful outdoor recreation, but we also have a symphony and opera. We have uh, you know, arts and cultural opportunities. Being the largest metro in Western Virginia along the 81 corridor presents some opportunities for, for uh, unique cultural opportunities because we're a, we're a market draw for over a million people, even though our market, our metro market size is substantially smaller. You've mentioned project outside a couple of times. I got the impression, it seems like that's more of a convention and visitors bureau function. Do you partner with the chamber or a convention and visitors bureau or did you, or did you take the lead and they're your partners in this? Jay, it's a great question. So Roanoke Outside um, and the Roanoke Outside Foundation is a sister organization of the Roanoke Regional Partnership. It's part of program offerings. It was uh, really started 
in about 2009 or 10 as a way to build our place brand. I could go into a little detail, but generally it was envisioned as a way to, to help grow our population, but also build upon our, our regional brand or build a brand build an identity for the Roanoke region. It's a, It impacts more than tourism. It's a common misconception that it's a tourism strategy. There is a convention and visitors bureau is known as Visit Virginia's Blue Ridge, and it's one of our partners. The Roanoke Outside and Roanoke Outside Foundation strategy has really been um, a business investment branding strategy and a talent strategy as well. We had uh, an idea early on that we could attract outdoor companies. And we've seen some success with outdoor companies of varying sizes. What we didn't really understand until we got into the, the strategy was the heel of the outdoor brand really for all manner of business, particularly actually uh, the food and beverage and natural products businesses have really found some brand synergy. You know, traditional medicinals, which is the, I think the fourth largest bag tea company in America is establishing manufacturing operations here on the East Coast and the Roanoke region. They found a, a, a great deal of value in our outdoor brand, our authentic branding. Really, I think, was uh, in sync with their uh, natural food product and their brand identity. And we, and we saw that through the years with food and beverage operators, but we've also found a number of just a wide degree of, of manufacturing and technology and life science companies that find advantage in the outdoor brand in, in terms of recruiting their talent. It appears that you have landed on a very successful strategy for uh, talent attraction and business attraction. You could have defaulted to the Virginia's rich history and presidents. I guess others you perceived own that brand. Yeah, Jeff, I mean, I think that's a, that's an interesting perspective. I mean, we, you know, there's uh Civil War battlefields around and uh, lots of rich history. Uh, you know, interestingly enough, Roanoke is a, a newer city. Um, you know, it goes back to the late 1800s. You know, we're more or less on the Great Wagon Road, right? There's certainly, there's a rich, rich history there. But a, a large part of our uh, of our older Virginia history is that of being the frontier of Virginia. And so, you know, the magic city of the South, uh, the city that grew up around the railroad, but has since seen um, the railroad presence. In, in, a, in a mode of decline, it was in many ways tied to some of the uh, coal industry. And so there's been there's been some shift there. What we had around us was this beautiful scenic nature, um, but also a good size urban settlement that grew up there in, in the midst of these beautiful mountains. We found an opportunity there to to build a new identity and it, and it supported things like, uh, you know, our city manager once said, that we went from being a train town to a brain town. And so when we, when the Virginia Tech and uh, Carillion Clinic opened uh, their medical school and research institute, Virginia Tech Carillion School of Medicine and Freyland Biomedical Research Institute, respectively, that, that has been a shift that has supported um, those moves in attracting that higher, higher skilled, uh, very, very highly educated talent, which principals involved in recruiting down there have, have told us that once they get a candidate on the ground, it's hook, line, and sinker. And so outdoor brand identity is, is very supportive in a, in a lot of ways. I believe that our listeners would be interested in your project outside. How did you convene the stakeholders? Because other regions are trying to think, gosh, what can we offer that's different? 
innovative, exciting. How did, how did this all come about? Sure. Yeah. The Roanoke Outside Foundation um, and, and the Roanoke Outside efforts that, that have happened under the banner of the partnership that, you know, again, they started right around 2009 or 10. I, I would say it was immediately apparent what our asset was. And you know, we have a, a mountain in the middle of our city. You know, for instance, a, a city grew up around Mill Mountain. Uh, so we have a number of areas that are under conservation easements, um, have trails on them. You know, you can be from your, your mere minutes from the Roanoke River or Mill Mountain from your office downtown. You can take a bike ride and be on the top of a mountain in 10 minutes. There wasn't really so much of a, a competition for what the brand was. It was fairly obvious. What, what happened was organization set down the path of identifying all the assets, uh, and, you know, under the banner of the outdoors and cataloging those assets, but also identifying the gaps. And there's been a number of things that the organization has worked on that have enhanced the brand and enhanced that message. Some of the first things were events. The Blue Ridge Marathon, which is known as America's Toughest Road Marathon, is it was envisioned as something to showcase our region's outdoors. It is a marathon race, but it's not one that you you participate in to have a, an excellent time because it goes over uh, multiple peaks. Uh, I think three mountains on the uh, on the full marathon course. It goes along the Blue Ridge Parkway as well. And so again, you're you're going to see um, those natural areas when you run that Blue Ridge Marathon, but you're also going to see the downtown and some of our nicer neighborhoods and and Riverside renovations and you know great hip historic uh, rehabs. We've done those brand building events that go outside festival, but then there were also infrastructure development strategies that were undertaken. Uh, a number of years ago, we helped a developer that was working on one of those hi historic rehabilitations uh, projects uh, determine if there was market demand for um, a climbing gym. The River Rock Climbing Gym uh, was a private investment, but one that we provided some support and some um, thought leadership in, in, in developing. The uh, In River Kayak Park that the city announced, City of Roanoke announced about a year ago, you know, years before there was the COVID money and that opportunity presented itself to invest in the in the kayak park, our organization uh, led efforts to study the Roanoke River and identified three locations where an in-river kayak park might be feasible. That work underway and, and having been done when the money presented itself, some of the ARPA funds presented itself uh, there to uh, to the city of Roanoke, that foundation was laid. As an organization, oftentimes we don't own and control much in the way of real estate or, or frankly, uh, incentives or other funds, but we are connectors and we work with those who who do have those resources and we're and we're also we're thought leaders and connectors. It's been a 10 years uh, or I mean 13, 14 years now that have really um, made some significant changes. And certainly you see physical signs of it, um, the assets and some of the infrastructure that has been built, things like trails and and, and river put-ins and things. Oh, and by the way, those events that we do uh, when there's beer sold, we're investing those funds back into um, outdoor assets, things like trails and put-ins. The, the real value, I mean, I think the, the thing to get really excited about though, is that that community buy-in, that sense of pride, and the fact that we've converted a large number of our residents into um, ambassadors for the region um, that intuitively understand that outdoor opportunity and, and and what it means to them. We're early in the year 2023. What are you excited about accomplishing for the remainder of this year with uh, your organization? This year, we've got 
a great deal of potential in the pipeline. You know, we're, we're at the end of the day, we're business detractors, right? We're, we're working to grow the regional economy. You know, we had had a great year last year, most significant number, uh, you know, when I, we compute the economic impact of every deal at full build out, and it's really the highest level of impact we've seen in about five years. So it was a great year for business attraction and expansion. This year, I mean, there's a little bit of uncertainty in the air, but we're seeing still lots of good opportunities in the pipeline. We're going to continue to build that outdoor brand, build that place brand and talent brand. We have a great team on board that are working hard every day and really with some exciting, innovative strategies in mind. I'm looking forward to uh, to really launching uh, more of that talent effort. And, uh, and we have some resources now because of our um, campaign um, that we didn't have previously. So we've got we've got great plans. Well, we're very honored that you chose Convergent to manage that effort to bring you funds to accomplish uh, your mission and your uh, strategies, tactics uh, over the next four or five years. Great to hear about Roanoke and our guest, John Hull, Regional Roanoke Partnership Executive Director. Jay, pleasure's all mine. Thank you so much for the opportunity. The complete library of the Difference podcasts and other resources can be found at convergentnonprofit.com. That's convergentnonprofit.com. Thanks for listening.